1: of the run to daylight podcast i'm your host todd burrows we'll be joined tonight by the man the myth the legend the motown mauler and we will be taking you through the best plays and building a lineup for daily fantasy in week four of the nfl uh i am joined by the mauler and we will be doing this mauler are you there yeah how are you today todd I still got that crackling noise.
2: Huh. Well, let me do this. You uh lead us in with your intro. I will uh take care of that and uh we'll take it from there. So give me a few seconds, I'll make a call back and uh we'll see how that works. Okie
1: dokie. Alright, so uh we're here. Mauler's not, but that's okay. So week four in the NFL, we will be making a lineup on DraftKings. Much as we have done the last couple of weeks, we will be leaving the flex position open. We'll give you some choices, and Mauler and I will be playing different lineups so that we are not making the exact same lineup to fit with what – DraftKings wants out of us these days. So uh, as soon as the Mauler calls back in, hopefully we'll have a situation where we don't have the crackling going on. Um, It's an interesting week in the NFL. We had a very interesting game yesterday with A.J. Green going completely bonkers and Ryan Tannehill having one of his worst starts after a great play early in the game. We don't have on the main slate. Indianapolis and Jacksonville is that game will be played in London and will be early Sunday morning. So if you are playing uh, regular fantasy football on Sunday, make sure to set your lineups nice and early and we'll do that and make sure to do that. And then the Monday night game is Minnesota and the New York Giants, and we will not be talking about Minnesota and the Giants because we will be building a lineup uh, only on the main slate for Sunday. Mauler, are you back? Yeah, I'm back.
2: I hope that sounds better.
1: Not really. Um, well, a little better. A little less crackling. Um, all right, I think I think we can get by with this amount of crackling. So, Mauler, um, why don't you take us through the quarterback plays that you're looking at for this week? Okay, well, we haven't talked much, you know, pre-show like we do in the past. Um, I think Cam Newton's going to be the All top. All right, the crackling, the crackling is just not, it's just not working. Um, how come I, when I call you, you don't pick up? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you're dialing the wrong number. <laughs> it never, All it right. never Le- comes through. I'm gonna call you right back. Sorry about this, folks. Let's see if I can get the mower to, uh, to pick up, and that we could. Nope, it's, he just—it's not working this way. Let me try it another way. Trying to get the mauler to pick up the phone, call a guest. Oh, there we go. You there?
2: Yeah, I pray that this is better. Um, ah, beautiful. I don't.
1: I don't know why it's much better when I call you, but it definitely <laughs> seems to have gotten rid of our crackling problem. So. That's the interesting thing about doing these shows live. We can can run into some issues. So, Moeller, take us through your DraftKings quarterbacks of the week.
2: Well, um, like I was saying before, we didn't talk much pre-show this week, so we didn't have a lot of back and forth. I like Cam Newton. However, he's going to be the chalk, so I'm not going to have him on probably any lineups this week. Um, I know he's – There's a chance he could put up up big numbers against Atlanta um, indoors. So, you know, for our listeners, he is a good play. However, he's not on my radar. Um, A guy who is near the top of my radar and maybe my top quarterback is Matthew Stafford. No, I'm not being a homer because I'm a Lions fan. Um, The Bears' defense just isn't good. Stafford has a lot of weapons. Um, Marvin Jones was cleared of that minor hamstring issue that we heard about. And, uh, you know, I think he can do some damage uh, against the Bears. I think a sneaky play right under Stafford is Roethlisberger. He has Bell coming back this week, so that should allow, you know, the outside to open up for Antonio Brown and then the secondary guys, Coates, um, Wheaton, those guys. So I like Roethlisberger as a low-owned sneaky play. Um, And if you're going – very contrarian. I like a stack with uh, Jameis Winston and actually against Denver. Um, you know, we we talked last week. I like Andy Dalton against Denver. Didn't really come to fruition, but uh, I like a sneaky, very, very contrarian stack of Jameis Winston. who will probably have to throw the ball quite a bit this week against Denver.
1: All right. So um, for me, It's a little bit... um, There's only one name on your list that was also on mine, but I'll I'll take you through uh, everyone, um, and we'll start with the chalk report. I've got three guys on the chalk report. I've got Cam Newton, I've got Phil Rivers, and Kirk Cousins. I will have um, some ownership in GPPs on all of them, but I plan to be lower than the crowd. The latest... Uh, I'm seeing on Fantasy Labs is about 15 points for Newton, Rivers, and Cousins. So they all will have about the same ownership. Um, at, that, at that ownership, I don't mind having a little bit of each, but it will not make up the uh, great portion of what I'm doing. Um, Another guy who is under the radar who I wasn't on, but Adam Levitan is, and it kind of got me thinking, is Carson Palmer, 6,300, back home against the Rams. Um, I think Carson Palmer is an interesting play. Um, Brock Osweiler at 5,800. Bill O'Brien has decided to take over calling plays, and I expect them to be a lot more aggressive. I like him in GPPs. Um, the two real sneaky guys that I like in for, let's say, 5% ownership each is Dak Prescott and Brian Hoyer. Um, kind of like Hoyer for the same reason you like Stafford. And, uh, you know, I think that game could be a shootout. And Dak, you know, San Francisco is a better defense at home, but Dak at 5,700 is going to be very low owned. He could do some things with his legs. Uh, I like him with a Cole Beasley stack. My favorite two plays of the week, though, are... Well, Stafford's not my favorite play of the week, but he's definitely... I've saved him for last because he was on your list, uh, and I certainly wouldn't mind making a lineup with him, but my... My number one ownership for the second week in a row I think is going to be Joe Flacco. Um, I did have a little gnawing in the back of my head that it was a road game last week. Uh, He's back home. He's only 5,900. He is against Oakland, who has not been good. And he's throwing the ball 40-something times a game. The only thing he hasn't gotten a lot of so far are touchdowns. And I think he could regress to the mean on touchdowns, and you're going to get him. Where Stafford is a nine to twelve percent guy on one site, and I'll look on the other site real quickly, and I'll see what uh, Roto Grinders has Matthew Stafford at. But um, you know, Joe Flacco is going to be about two to three percent owned. You can you can pair him with either of one of three guys, but I think Mike Wallace. If you want to win the GPP, is the best person. Or if you want to be a little uh, safe, you could pair him with um, Pitta, who is still way uh, under-owned. So let me get you the other site's ownership. Uh, Rivers, 17, on Roto-Grinders. Cousins, 15. Newton, 12. Stafford, right around 9.5. And then you go down all the way, and you can find Flacco. I mean, geez, where is he? Uh, Four percent there. So those are my plays, Mauler. I can go Stafford if you want, but um, one of my issues with going with Stafford is that with 9 to 12% ownership, then you also have to make a choice which receiver to pair him with, and... Uh, I'm I'm just a little, wa- I mean, I do have Stafford, don't get me wrong, but um, any of the guys that I threw out there kind of tempt you?
2: Yeah, yeah, I really like Flacco at that ownership, um, and like you said, people aren't fully on Pitta yet. I think uh, Pitta will also have low ownership this week because guys are going to pivot towards Hunter Henry and uh, Zach Miller and those type guys, and we put in Flacco, you know, we're saving 1400 to use in other spots, and if you look at ceilings, you know, the ceiling between Flacco and Stafford are both probably pretty similar, and Flacco has an advantage of being at home, and as crazy as it sounds, I think Flacco is playing against the defense that is, of the two, that is worse against the pass. I mean, I know it's hard to to, to say that somebody's worse than the Bears against the pass, but, I mean, Oakland ranks 30th against the pass. So, yeah, I really like the Flacco play. And um, let's let's
1: stick it in and go with it. All right, cool. Um, yeah, and, you know, I've had this issue. It happened to me last year with Crockett Gilmore. It happened to me a few times already. And what I've learned, you know, a lot of times you're on the right player and you're just a week early. And I had about 23% of, uh, right around 20% last week. I'm at 23% last time I looked on Flacco this week. And sometimes you're on the right guy. You're just on him the week before. And then when he goes completely ham the following week, you want to kick yourself in the nuts. Because you were on it, and you were right about everything. You just picked the wrong week. So, yeah, let's give Flacco a try. Who did we go with last week, anyway? My memory is uh, fading at 9 o'clock at night.
0: We went
2: with A-Rod last week, Aaron Rodgers, who, I mean, we talked.
0: Uh, Turned out to be the
2: best play of the week. Yeah, I mean, and the the terrible thing is it was, it went too well to start. I mean, the guy comes off with four touchdowns in the first 20-25 minutes and then they have to shut it down because they're up 28. Otherwise, you know, we would have been looking at five, six touchdowns. But you know, we cast both of the lineups that we put in um,
1: from our show,
2: so there's nothing to complain about there. We, we absolutely did the right thing
1: last week. Yeah, no, and we've cashed both weeks so far this year, which is nice. Um, Rogers and Flacco ended up being about tied for me for my most ownership last week. Uh this week I'd have to open up a different um let's see. Let me I can I can get a quick look here. I'll refresh my uh my ownership yeah. on DraftKings. Well, while you're looking got, at that Right now I'll, I got twenty two percent for Flacco, fourteen percent for Newton, uh Rivers fourteen percent. I got twelve percent of Hoyer, five percent of Prescott. Six percent of Palmer. Who's the other guy who I have a lot of? I guess it's Rivers.
0: And I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: probably yeah I got 14 on Rivers, so I'll probably adjust and 10 on staff. So yeah, I, I'm gonna look at this again, but uh, I I wanted to cut it down to less guys this week, but yeah uh, uh, you know, I got seven on Osweiler. I actually am pretty happy with this, but it's still too many guys, so I'll look at it, but. Um, why don't I take us through the the running backs? Oh, you were going to make a point. I'm sorry. Go make your point.
2: Oh, it was just um, piggybacking off what you said about Stafford, you know, with uh, who do you pair with at wide receiver. You know, they talked yesterday about um, Marvin Jones having a hamstring. But for our listeners, you know, if you want to play Stafford, I think Golden Tate is due for a breakout week. You talked about, you know, being a week early, being a week off. But, I think Golden Tate's due for a big game, especially because teams are going to focus a little more on Marvin Jones after three solid weeks in a row. And, uh, you know, Tate's no slouch. The only difference so far this year is he hasn't been breaking a lot of tackles. So I expect Tate to have a good game at very, very low ownership. So our folks out there that are listening that, you know, like Stafford, um, want to play Stafford, I think a good game pairing with him would be golden tape because of the low ownership. Most people that play Stafford will probably um, pair him with Marvin Jones as, you know, they have the previous few weeks. And, you know, for good reason, he almost scored 50 DraftKings points last week, but I do like golden tape
1: with Stafford
2: if you are going to roll with Stafford this week. So yeah, yeah I was going co- running back.
1: I was going to cover that in, uh, in, in wide receivers. Um, Most of my Stafford lineups this week do have Golden Tate. I'll add one thing to what you said uh, to build on the point, and that was that Jim Bob Cooter this week um, singled out Golden Tate and said we need to get him the ball more. Uh, Often those things don't mean anything, and sometimes they do, depending on who it is. I take Cooter at his word, so um, I'll throw that out there. Golden Tate, good call, Uh, Moeller. Running backs? One thing
2: one thing I I get in the Detroit area is I get to hear all the sports talk shows talk directly about the Lions. And there was a great Cooter quote this morning. They asked him about um, the passing game. He goes, well, we're going to get the ball to ho- whoever's open. And I'm like, well, a light bulb just went off in your brain. That's kind of the whole point of the, the game that you play is get the ball to whoever's open. So I just thought that was funny. I figured I'd throw that out there since you m- mentioned our good boy Cooter. <laughs>
1: um, all right. On the upper end I like David Johnson back home. I mean, he is a safe, safe play, but he's a seventeen to twenty percent ownership guy. Uh, on Bells back and he could, you know I think I think everyone is assuming because last year when he came back they gave him a full workload and they gave D'Angelo Williams none. I think though, after him being injured again last year, I'm just not 100 I mean, I do have some bell, but I'm not 100% sold on it. I, I, lo, I like Lamar Miller every week because he's getting the most touches in the league, pretty much. Um, he's another guy they've got around 15% ownership. Zeke Elliott um, hasn't been getting the touchdowns, but against San Francisco at 6,900. He's on my radar. DeMarco Murray, who is, as we mentioned last week, is getting red zone looks both in the air and uh, playing very well, uh, 6,800. LaShawn McCoy, I'll mention him pretty much every week, another one of these guys who's getting all the workload. And you would think against New England it's not optimal, but that drops down his ownership. And uh, right now he's going to be about a 3% owned guy. Um, those are the more expensive guys. The number one running back of the week is Melvin Gordon. I think, you know, you have to have a certain amount of lineups with him, but he's going to be 30 to 40% owned, uh, maybe even a little bit higher for GPPs at 6,300, uh, with McCoy at 67 and Murray at 68. Uh, I'll have uh, probably 15 20% on Gordon. A guy I like this week is Spencer Ware, 5,700. He is way under the radar. He's going to have low ownership. Pittsburgh is more of a funnel to the pass game, but Ware plays in the pass game. Uh, Sharkhandrick West isn't going to play. Charles might be active, but I don't know if he'll just be a decoy. So I a Ware's on my list. LeGarrette Blunt, 5,000. Don't love him, but he's on the list. My favorite play of the week, he's a leverage play. He is a guy who got a lot of work the first two weeks, and then the third week, uh, uh, Terrell Pryor got a ton of work. Terrell Pryor is going to be one of the heavier-owned people in Daily Fantasy this week. And Washington is one of the worst teams in the league against the run, and Crowell is kind of... You know I, I think he is the sneakiest of the low price guys at 4400. I'm very high on Crowell, and for the same reason, I'm also on Matt Jones. Everyone thinks that cousin, you know cousins is the chalk. Well, Matt Jones is another good leverage play at three percent ownership. Uh, another pretty chalky guy that I love this week is Carlos Hyde at 4200. And with the low price guys, there is a chalk guy, Jordan Howard. I don't know how you get away from this guy at $3,700. He's just so low-priced. Detroit's not a good defense. But if you do want to pivot off him, I've got Dwayne Washington, who I think is a a good back, and I think he's going to get a lot more usage this week than he did last. Mahler, who do you got at running back? Yeah,
2: basically all the guys you mentioned I have on my list. Um, you're right about Dwayne Washington. He's going to get the goal line carries. I'm I'm positive as well. Um, you know, I don't know how many carries that will be, but he'll get the goal line carries. You mentioned Jordan Howard. I like him. Like you said, 3,700 hard hard to keep away from. Love Carlos Hyde at 4,200. Had two touchdowns last week. Um, a lot of it was in garbage time, but uh, you know they don't have uh, they don't care where the points come from. You know, as long as they come for us. Uh, I know you've been on Crowell all week. I love him as well. Uh, I like LeGarrette Blunt at 5,000. The Spencer Ware, um, you know, once I saw West was out, Ware immediately went up to the top five of my list, like you said. I like Christian Michael again. I loved that experience last week. They did sign C.J. Spiller, um, who they said they'll try and work into, you know, passing down, but how quickly can they do that? I think Michael gets... You know, pretty much every down usage again this week. Uh, you mentioned Gordon being the chalk. Um, of course, he's going to be on everybody's list as well as mine playing against the Saints, who are just awful against the run. And then, um, you know, one thing you mentioned, LaShawn McCoy, but we did mention Sammy Watkins is done, you know, for a while. He's put on IR. That just, you know, gives more opportunity to McCoy in the passing game. We already know he's one of those guys that runs it and passes and catches it out of the backfield. And with Watkins out, you know, he just turns into a, another extra uh, receiver, you know, with a bigger role than he had before. And then all the top guys are in play. But, uh, um, yeah, we we pretty much uh, both had the same cliff notes for running back and probably for good reason.
1: Yep. So, uh, who you know, I've been really interested in – you know, I just think DraftKings is daring you to play running back in the flex. I think the the running backs are of value, so I've been doing most of my lineups with three running backs. Of that list that I gave you, uh who who were the who are your you know, who's jumping out at you? Who do you got a good sense about for our lineup? Well I I mean like you we, we always say in the in the past,
2: if you're gonna win a G P you are going to win a GPP, you got to have a guy that goes off at low ownership. Um, You know, just the way we both feel about LaShawn McCoy, I mean, Buffalo's probably going to be behind all day. They're going to have to throw the ball. Watkins is out. I mean, McCoy's going to get a ton of touches. So I think he's a good option. Um, You know, like you said, Gordon is going to be so high, Leon. McCoy's only 400 more. Uh, Murray is only 500 more. Michael is 300 less. Um, I really like Spencer Ware a lot. So if I had to choose three, I would probably go where um, McCoy, and then leave the other one blank until we see how much money we have, have left for the flex. And then, you know, just choose a, a guy or two in the price range that we have left.
1: All right. Well, we've got a very, very non-chalky lineup. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> be shocked if we don't cash this week. But Uh-oh. I think that if we do cash, it would be pretty high up. So, um, you know, I typically want to keep one of Howard, Hyde, or um, Gordon in. But I, it, 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 what that's what's fun about doing a lineup with someone else. It takes you a little bit out of your comfort zone. So why don't you take us through the wide receiver choices? Yeah, and
2: when I started researching this week, the wide receiver spot, was the hardest for me to, you know, get the guys that I want. As the week progressed and you saw who was going to be in, who was going to be out, it became a little more clear. But to me, it's still the hardest position to pick this week. Um, Des Bryant isn't going to play, so I like um, Cole Beasley. But I also like Terrence Williams. From what I hear, Terrence Williams isn't a great route runner. But uh, if you notice, every time he catches a pass, it's a deep one. And I guess, you know, that's the correlation. If you don't run great routes, then, you know, you just run fades. So I like the, the Dallas receivers against San Francisco with Dez Bryant out. I think uh, both Houston receivers, both top ones Hopkins and Will Fuller are in play. Um, As we talked earlier, I think the lions receivers are in play, especially golden Tate. I think he'll be the lower owned of the two. Um, You know, those are the guys that, you know, I'm looking to start with Mike Evans against Denver. You know, people are probably going to pull back a little bit, but you know, there's no denying he's going to get the targets again. So if you want to kind of have a safe play with knowing you're going to get a lot of targets, maybe, uh, I like, uh, Mike Evans in that spot. Um, we mentioned for our stack, Mike Wallace. I think he's, uh, an amazing play at 5,200. Um, And I think Quincy Inua Inua. Inua from the Jets, with Decker being out, um, he's really stepped up. I think he's a good play. And as you mentioned, uh, probably going to be the highest-owned wide receiver of the weekend, Terrell Pryor Sr. So that rounds out my list. I will throw in one more that I mentioned also last week. Um, I got a few thank yous for it, but you know, it even kind of slipped my mind because I didn't play him last week in my three lineups, and that was uh, Adam Humphrey. Yep,
1: you uh, you definitely called that, but we can't feel bad because we had Evans in the lineup, and yeah. he certainly paid off his salary. So, Absolutely. Um, all right, so for me, um, the world, you know, especially in a lineup where we're not chalky to start, Uh, I love Antonio Brown. Playing at home, the home road splits. Casey's defense is not the same away as it is home. Um, He's expensive, but we got the money. So I do like Antonio Brown. For those who want to pivot, I think Julio Jones, you're going to get him at the lowest ownership you're ever going to get, Julio Jones. Uh, Little little risky with the health. Uh, You know, Mauler mentioned the Houston wideouts. Uh, I really like for our lineup, almost all the lineups that have uh, Flacco, I-, I like Amari Cooper. Uh, if this does turn into a shootout, Amari Cooper is one of the most gifted wide receivers in the game, and he certainly, um, you know, I-, I like having that guy on the other team. Uh, typically, if one team goes off and the game, you know, turns into a shootout, you want the number one wide receiver on the other team. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Larry Fitzgerald, Kelvin Benjamin, Brandon Marshall. You mentioned Mike Evans, Emmanuel Sanders, a guy I'm very high on again this week. I'm, I'm really high on road wide receivers. Um, Doug Baldwin. He, you know, I drafted him almost everywhere I could this off season. Uh, in the fourth round, he had caught 47 balls in the second half last year. A lot of people thought he was just the touchdown guy, but he's he gets the targets. And with Russell Wilson not being able to run around as much, I think he's going to hone in on his favorite receiver. Travis Benjamin and Tyrell Williams. I'm more on the the Tyrell Williams. Will Fuller, Mike Wallace, good call on Quincy Inua. uh Terrell Pryor. I think John Brown, if Michael Floyd misses this week, is good. I like Cole Beasley, um, and, and instead of Terrence Williams, I think, you know, for a small percentage of GPPs, Bryce Butler is a guy who's got all the skill in the world, and, you know, this guy needs a chance, and hopefully the Cowboys are smart enough to give it to him. Moeller, of the guys we've talked about, um, anyone jump off at you for this lineup? Yeah, I think, you know, you made a great point. We have the money this week to play Antonio
2: Brown. And, um, you know, he's a target machine as well. Uh, last week he had 18 targets. You know, we talked about how many Evans had the week before, but uh, 18 targets is a ton. And, um, like you said, his home road splits are, are off the charts. So I think uh, we plug him in. And then we got to decide whether we want to go Wallace, Pitta, or both for our Flacco stack.
1: Well, I, I mean, I think trying to win a GPP, Wallace is the better play. Pitt is the safer play. So, and there's also some really good choices, cheaper at tight end. Uh, why don't we go Wallace and leave the other? We we don't have as much money as I thought, which is a little surprising. But uh, we're we're down I to forty two.
2: Yeah, but we still got defense. Tight end, and, we'll save money, yeah. and then we talked about our flex
1: being Howard Hyde or some of there in the low price. So I think we're quite. I think we're okay. All right, good. So I will take us through the tight end position. Um, it's a it's a short list, um, and I just have to get back to my list. All right, <laughs> so. I really like Greg Olson this week. I think Greg Olson is a good play. Um, I like Dennis Pitta. And um, I think Ebron is interesting as a um, – and and Martellus Bennett both are interesting. A lot of people are on Kobe Fleener. I am not. Um, sure, he could do it again, but, uh, you know – I I just don't know. Hunter Henry is going to be the chalk at 2-7, but I prefer Zach Miller at 2-7. I just think that Zach Miller is a better player. He's more ready to go. And Detroit has been awful against the tight end. So I would say Zach Miller is my number one choice. And I like Pitta. I got plenty of Pitta. And if I'm paying up and I've got the money in the lineup, Greg Olson this week. How about you, Mahler?
2: Yeah, uh, I'm 100% on board with Zach Miller. Like you said, uh, the Lions are just awful against the tight end, and Zach Miller showed last week that, you know, he's still a solid player in the league, and, um, you know, maybe it's a different rapport that he has with Hoyer, you know. Sometimes it takes a quarterback change or, you know, somebody that you feel more comfortable with to get you going, and you know, that could be the the thing with Zach Miller, but I love him at 2,700. As you mentioned, Greg Olson against Atlanta. Atlanta's, you know, pretty terrible against the tight end as well. We saw um, Fleener last week against them, as you mentioned. Uh, one guy you didn't mention that I really like is Jason Witten. I think he could get a few extra targets with Dez out, and he's always been, you know, a, a good safety valve for the Cowboys. Uh, we both love Pitt, as we mentioned. Um I wish I could mention Gary Barnage, but I can't yet, um, even though I just did, but I can't put him in any lineups. Um, and one guy uh, that I like against Carolina, you know, they don't do wonders or, you know, they they don't give up a lot of yards and touchdowns to the tight end. But with Atlanta having Julio Jones – you know, some decent passing weapons, the running backs. I think Jacob Tam could sneak in, uh, sneak in a few catches and maybe even a touchdown. So I'll leave it there, but I'm totally on board with you with uh, the Zach Miller play, if that's
1: how you want to go here. All right, cool. So Miller's in, and that takes me a little bit off Jordan Howard. But uh, let's see. You know, I think we're going to have to choose between McCoy and Ware, but we'll wait on that. And uh, I'm going to let you go through the defenses. All right.
2: Um, The first defense that sticks out to me is the Redskins. Of course, Cleveland's down to picking up guys off the street to play quarterback. So, um, you know, you could get some turnovers. Um, They might throw Pryor in for a series or two, or, heck, he might play half the game. We don't know. But it's not going to be a pretty sight, you know, on the road at Washington. So I like the Redskins at 3,500. Um, I love the Patriots against Buffalo. Um,
0: you know, I hate
2: playing defenses against guys that we have on offense, but I think the Patriots could create some turnovers and McCoy still could have some points. So you have that there, even with JJ Watt out. I like the Texans, Texans against uh, turnover prone, um, uh, uh, Tennessee at 3,200. And, uh, you know nothing really jumps out to me down at the the cheaper uh pricing point, so I'll just stick with those three and see if we uh agree on any of them.
1: Well, my number one defense is the Arizona Cardinals. It's not paying up it's paying down, but they were embarrassed last week. they're coming back home. The Rams have really only one weapon. Case Keenum is a turnover machine. Um, patrick peterson and 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 the rest of the Rams are also uh, return game also has the potential to get a touchdown they 're certainly not going to be contrarian this week, but my favorite defense by far is the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I do still like the Houston Texans and I do like the Patriots. I just think that um, and I'm almost tempted to take the Patriots in this lineup simply because it takes us out of McCoy. We, you know, we're going to need that money, I think. And uh, as much as I like McCoy, I think we're contrarian enough with where. Um, I'm not on the Redskins, and I'll tell you why. Um, there just haven't been a good defense. And I know Cleveland is bad. But they didn't turn over the ball a lot last week. I think Crowell is going to run the ball a lot. And I, I could see, you know, at 3.5 3. with a, a pretty hefty ownership, I've got a little bit of the Redskins, but I've soured on them as the week's gone on. If I am looking lower, the Cowboys at 2.9. Bl- anytime Blaine Gabbard is playing quarterback, there's a good chance <laughs> that you could get a pick six. And I think that the Cowboys will be a little bit lower owned. Um, And and the only other kind of lower priced team that I'm looking at, um, it's the Lions. They've been awful so far, but Brian Hoyer or Jay Cutler, both of them, could also give you some pick sixes. And, um, you know, so that, that would be my only other choice there. So, um, w wh- where are you leaning on the rest of our team here? Well, um, we can plug
2: the Patriots in, take out McCoy, and work backwards from there if you would like. I don't
1: mind that. I think that's a good idea. Um, which now, lower. Pro- now, do you like High? Do you like Crowell? Um, which one of those guys in that 4,000 range are your favorite? Man,. Uh, it's basically a coin flip for me be, between Crowell
2: and Hyde. Um, like you said, we already have Zach Miller, so I don't really want to put Howard in. Um, what worries me? Well, what is- if
1: we put bo- what if we put both in? Well, well we can't because we're not going to fill the flex. But let's put in Crowell, and that would leave us six thousand five hundred for. Um, what do you think of the Amari Cooper idea? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You know, if if we're going for the full flacco and hoping, if we put Cooper in, 7,600, that leaves us 5,500 at the flex. 5,500 gets you Devonta Freeman. Will Fuller at 5,300, which I really like. Uh, let's see. Blount. Or, and, you know, because if, if you're going to do it two different ways, not that we're going to, but if you did it two different ways, if you had Crowell, if you had Crowell, Pats, and Fuller in one lineup, and if you went in a different way and you put hide the Cardinals... That would leave you in the flex, fifty-one hundred, which could be again Blount, um, Kels, Steve Smith, Witten, Crowell, Anua, uh, Terrell Williams. So um, how, I don't. How much? I don't know. Go ahead.
2: How much would you? How much would you like being able to put Antonio Brown and Julio Jones together?
1: does that interest you it's, it's it is interesting yes okay if we left crowell in
2: like we said we swap where to hide then we can go flacco crowell hide antonio julio mike wallace zach miller will fuller
1: Well, I think they're both good options. And since we're not going to play exactly the same lineup, right. I think we I think we're done here. Yeah, it, it it's interesting. Um those lower price guys are
2: are almost like you said too tough to pass up in some situation.
1: It just it's going so to be Which which guy, uh, re- repeat Hold on. Let's go back and do the first one which was yep. where cuz where yep. was giving us that low price option that you need, right yeah. that allows you to go with the chalk in antonio um, yeah. all right, so if we're doing if we're doing the Patriots and fuller, all right, so let me write this down so basically
2: the swap was. Ware and Amari Cooper, because that was the other one on the Ware team.
1: All right, go ahead. So you you take out. You take out Ware. Hyde and Julio. And you keep the Pats. Yeah, yeah, keep the pats, and that and that salary works. Yep, get a hundred left.
2: So the one the one uh, had Flacco, Crowell, Ware, Brown, Cooper, Wallace, Miller, Fuller Patriots. The other was same uh, Flacco, Crowell, Hyde, Brown, Julio, Wallace,
1: Miller, Fuller Patriots. Gotcha. All right. Well, I think uh, our work is done here, Mauler. We've created two, maybe three. I mean, you you know, there's other people that we could put into those flex spots and we've given everyone two kind of different ways to approach the lineup along with, um, you know, a couple options at the flex position. I I, I think we're pretty much done, don't you? Yeah. And like you
2: said, we could make, Another lineup, we could probably make a hundred more with, you know, the the guys that we like this week. Um, usually, you know, we we have a few less guys, but you know, it's just a different type week where there's some cheap options because of injuries, and you know, you're just getting into the point where you have a little more info, uh, you know, to put into your research, and uh, you know, I, I look uh, forward to
1: our. Talk tonight, and I think we uh, we did a good job. Yep, and uh, we, we've got what we need, and um, and that and that really uh, does it for another good week, Mauler. As always, I appreciate you coming on and uh, you know giving us the hope of uh, a really big week this week, and hopefully we're helping all you out there to have a good week as well. We appreciate your listenership. If you've hung around the pod this long, please go over to iTunes and rate it. Um, If you follow either Mauler or I on Twitter, he can be found at Motown Mauler. I can be found at Todd with one D, T-O-D, from PA. If you follow us, let us know you've listened to the pod. We certainly will follow you back, and thank you for doing so. And uh, please go to iTunes. I know every podcast in the world asks you to do this, but it does help us to get better uh, looks on iTunes to come up uh, with more searches for things like football or daily fantasy. So um, if you would do that for us, I know the mauler and I would appreciate it. We're going to leave you out this time You know, we're still waiting for that miracle, Mauler. We're still waiting for the million. We're still waiting for the big hit. We're going to leave you out with Jefferson Starship Miracle. Have a great day, Mauler. You too. Thank you, Todd.